Good morning. I'm Harley Schlanger from the LaRouche Organization with your daily update for February 8th, 2022. Well, you've been snug in your beds the last week or so. The U.S. Strategic Command has been conducting a military exercise, a nuclear exercise called Global Lightning. Uh, this is a test for the U.S. STRATCOM to, quote, enhance readiness and create conditions for effective strategic deterrence against a variety of threats. Now, this year it included synchronization with the Indo-Pacific Command, which is called U.S. Indo-PACCOM. And it also, uh, at its core, it's the Space Command, which is involved in this. Now, this is one of many military exercises the United States has been involved in, including numerous exercises with NATO. Uh, various forms, including in Eastern Europe, uh, in Central Europe, and yesterday or two days ago, uh, another group of airborne troops from the 82nd Airborne arrived in Poland, with more being deployed into Wiesbaden in Germany. So military exercises, they're going on all the time, and they include practice for nuclear war. Now, interestingly, the Financial Times, one of the spokes outlets for the British intelligence and the city of London, uh, raises the alarm about a Russian nuclear military exercise, which is going to take place soon. And what the Financial Times says is that Putin is doing this as a show of strength to warn NATO not to intervene if he decides to invade Ukraine. Now, why is it that if the Russians conduct exercises, as they are with Belarus right now, this is a pre-invasion strategy, whereas when the U.S. does it, well, we're the good guys, so it's okay for us to do it. This is where you see the hypocrisy, which then is uh, hate increased by the kind of militant language that's coming from people such as uh, Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, who said invasion could come any day now. Uh, when Blinken and the Defense Secretary Austin and uh, Avril Haines testified before the Congress this last week, they were at great pains to say that they believe that Russia is planning to invade Ukraine at some point in the near future. This has been in the press. This was part of Ned Price's lunatic briefing where he said that the U.S. has evidence that the Russians are making films, uh, propaganda films, to show a false flag attack to justify an invasion of Ukraine. When Price was called on it by a veteran reporter, Matthew Lee, he looked like a deer caught in the headlights. He had no answer except when, when Lee said, what's the evidence? Show us the evidence. And what did he say? He said, I just gave you the evidence. And Lee said, no, you told us what you said, but you didn't show any evidence. This evidence-free attack, which is a long-running practice from the war hawks of both parties, of all administrations, uh, going back especially, I mean, you can go back to the Gulf of Tonkin incident that led to the escalation for the Vietnam War. But time after time after time, False flags are used to launch wars. And this is what's building. This is why it's so dangerous. Now, well, at the same time, the media continues the narrative drumbeat. The New York Times and the Washington Post both reported yesterday 
that Russia now has 70% of the forces needed for an invasion, that it's in place. Now, meanwhile, you have one U.S. or British or NATO official after another traipsing through Kiev, warning the Ukrainians they're about to be invaded. Now, at the same time this is going on, there's all sorts of other diplomacy in the world. More than 30 leaders have met with Xi Jinping at the venue of the Beijing Olympics. Macron was in uh, Moscow yesterday. There are negotiations going on between Macron and Schultz, the German chancellor today. Uh, Schultz, who was there yesterday to meet with Biden, was pounded by the compliant media, which says nothing when they're lied to by the State Department or the presidential briefer. But when Schultz wouldn't uh, commit to providing offensive weapons to Ukraine, he was attacked by the media. Why won't you do this? Why aren't you showing unity? Doesn't this weaken the resolve of NATO when Germany won't be part of it? So the war party includes the media hacks, many of whom are, wouldn't know truth if it hit them in the face. So as a result, the danger of war remains high in spite of the fact that as Zakharov, the Russian foreign ministry spokesman said, well, here we are nearly in the middle of February and no invasion has taken place. Now, Ukrainian officials are more circumspect. They're asking the Western media to stop the war hype. Uh, a, an aide to Zelensky said yesterday, the chance of diplomatic solution is higher than the threat of further escalation. Uh, Ukrainian Defense Minister Reznikov criticized the media for hyping the war threat. He referred to the Bloomberg headline, which we reported yesterday, which came out Friday afternoon saying Russia invades Ukraine. And he, after criticizing the media for such reporting, he said the likelihood of a significant escalation is still estimated as low. That's from the defense minister of Ukraine. Supposedly, the country threatened by hundreds of thousands of Russian troops itching to cross the border and sack the, the capital city of Kiev. So the war hype continues. They have nothing else. The financial system's collapsing. There's opposition to the Great Reset, which is the way they're going to try and bail out the financial system, which is hopelessly buried in uncollectible debt. Now, we're doing our part to bring to light both the, the corruption and the insanity of the war forces, but at the same time to organize an alternative based on the principles that have been associated with Lyndon LaRouche for the last 50 years. Uh, there are two conferences I want to call your attention to. One is this Thursday, February 10th, which will be a joint conference of the Schiller Institute and the Russian International Affairs Council, a very prestigious uh, foreign policy think tank in Moscow. That's going to be at 8 a.m. Eastern time, and you can get it at the SchillerInstitute.com website. The headline is The Humanitarian Crisis in Afghanistan toward a long-term solution. The Congress had a brief debate over the crisis in Afghanistan the other day and then voted down an amendment which would have uh, provided the, for the unfreezing of Afghan funds over $9 billion that could be used for emergency relief. Why is the U.S. continuing to hold on to Afghan government money 
when the country is starving, when there's not money in the banks, not money available to the people, and you have, it's estimated between 10 and 20 million people facing starvation. All the talk of democracy and freedom from people like Tony Blinken, uh, Boris Johnson, uh, Stoltenberg of NATO, all that talk of that, all their crocodile tears over the plight of women and children in Afghanistan, and yet they're holding the funds that are necessary to feed those women and children, provide them warm clothing and fuel to heat their homes. This is the hypocrisy of the Western governments. And that will be the subject, uh, part of the subject of the Thursday event between the Schiller Institute and REAC, uh, which will take up not just who's doing this, but what are the solutions and how the cooperation between Russia and the United States to rebuild Afghanistan could establish the kind of trust that would allow for further cooperation as opposed to war talk. Then on February 19th, the Schiller Institute will have an all-day conference on the need for a new security architecture, taking up the, the uh, insistence of President Putin that Russia be granted security guarantees that were part of the original agreement when the Soviet Union fell, but the West backtracked on, broke the promises, broke the pledges, and instead imposed a looting predatory regime on Russia which had a dramatic effect in reducing the population, creating a demographic crisis in the 1990s, which it's taken 20 years for Russia to overcome. So we're fighting for solutions. Join us in that. And I'd like to ask you, if, if you have some comments on these daily updates, uh, put them into the uh, YouTube comments section. Uh, I'd like to know what you're thinking. I'd like to know what responses you're getting. Pass these videos on. Give people access to the LaRouchePub.com website so they can see the writings of Lyndon LaRouche and let us know how it's going. And if you have some questions, you can always write to me at my personal email address, harleysch at gmail.com. So be more active. Use your, your minds as a boxer uses their fists. That's what LaRouche always told us to do. That's what the American people have to do right now. Thanks for joining me today. I will see you again tomorrow.